All right, today on the show, it's simple. It's our peerless, fearless football preview as I am joined by some well-informed contributors like the program director of ESPN Radio in Phoenix, Sean Thompson, the host of the award-winning sports talk show, The Neighborhood, Eric Rogers, and then, well, also Lon Tremaine Woodcock. We talk college and NFL and make our picks, but first, let me tell you about NextWave. Yep, NextWave Services is a website design company that provides high-quality website design and maintenance work for businesses at a flat rate. NextWave was born from the idea that everybody needs access to seamless, reliable, and professional website design and maintenance service on a consistent basis. NextWave believes that their excellent track record of repeat business is proof of their commitment to delivering first-class service all of the time. Get a free website consultation when you check them out online at nextwaveservices.com. Founded way back in 1998, a year that the Green Bay Packers did not win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is Next Wave Services. It's time now for the Real Men Eat Plants podcast, your daily dive into sports, pop culture, beer, and food with a plant-based spin. I'm Dee, and along with news anchor Sarah Carlson, producer Eric Rogers, and the rest, here is a man who has never put ketchup on a hot dog, Rich Reynolds. Well, hello, hello, and welcome on into the Real Men E-Plants podcast. What is up? We are doing something completely and utterly different today because we damn well can. Yes, that's right. My name is Rich Reynolds, along with a cast of contributors that is hard to beat anywhere in the podcast universe. Eric Rogers is here. Sean Thompson is here. Lon Tremaine Woodcock. And we are talking nothing but football Right after we talk baseball and right after I tell you about realmeneplants.com, that's where you want to go to find out about our website. Click on the support button, like and subscribe to our podcast, all of that kind of good stuff. Take the 30-day challenge, read the blogs, find us on our YouTube channel, social media, at Eric Rogers Brand, and then you can find me at R-M-E-P Rich and Sean and Lon you cannot find on Twitter because they have very smartly stayed their asses off of Twitter, which is always very nice. I wish I would have done that because I absolutely freaking hate Twitter. You can't okay. do hashtag MILFs, though, without being on Twitter. Yeah, Lon wearing the <laughs> I Love MILFs shirt with his Lions hat, Eric in his Jordy Nelson gear. Sean, was, was there no Joe Flacco um, Jets jersey <laughs> available for you? I would have probably went Richard Todd, actually. Oh, my goodness. From way back in the day, playing at Chase Stadium, Richard Todd. Good old number 14. Is that right? is correct. I don't know why it's easier for me to remember guys from the 80s than it is for me to remember guys from today, but it just is. Probably Anyways, when your used to work. Yeah, that is yeah. how it works. Um, so before we get into football, and we got lots of football to talk, Baseball is on my mind right now because some new rules are coming down the pike. Sean's already shaking his head. I don't know how Eric feels about it. So a couple of changes, or well, actually three big ones. One, pitch clock. So pitch clock is 15 seconds with nobody on base, 20 seconds with somebody on base. You have to throw the ball, otherwise they issue the pitcher a ball. Um, or if the batter's actually not ready and in the box, he will take a strike. That's how it works. Um, I've been watching Keep minor that league shit games. Moving. Thank I you. love it. I tell you what, I watched a minor league game the other day with the Beloit Skycarp. 
All right. Now it was a game that ended Sky up. Skycarp. Yeah. By the, the way, they're not the snappers anymore. No. Which they you know, Beloit snappers. Snappers is like a good word for cooter or cooch or something like that. So I I kind of like that. Maybe but, where you're from. It's <laughs> a snapper. Yeah, you never heard it called a snapper. I wouldn't I'm put my, man. Never mind. Uh huh. Okay. Skycarp <laughs> is grosser. All right. So skycarp are. <laughs> that don't fly south for the winter. Um, they, they basically call sky carp. Carp are like bottom feeders, and then the geese basically eat garbage and whatever they could find all winter long <laughs> and stay in Beloit. And that's what they decided to name their team after. Nobody stays in Beloit. And if you <laughs> ever been to Beloit, <laughs> you, you know they you, named Beloit been there, after the yeah. sound of uh, of a turd hitting the toilet. Beloit? I thought it was I thought it was a nickel, but you know, <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> It, it's true. <laughs> Anyways, I watched a game with the Beloit Skycarp. This game, they ended up losing 6-4. to four. It went nine innings, though. Ten runs were scored. There were multiple pitching changes. It was over in two hours and 22 minutes because of that pitch clock. Let me tell you, it is the greatest thing ever, ever. I love watching baseball that way. It's get in the box, get ready to hit, <laughs> pitcher throw the freaking ball. There's no dinking around. They used to have that guy, do you remember, on the on the Dodgers a few years ago, Pedro Baez. That guy was literally taking 60 seconds between pitches. I mean, you want to tell about putting people to sleep? That's how you put people to sleep. The other way works great. So if you want to speed up the game, pitch clock, awesome. Making I think the- that's a good argument, though, of like, I am not really a big baseball fan. I do mm-hmm. like watching my Brewers on occasion, but it's just so boring. I'd almost rather watch golf. It's like you sit there forever <laughs> to like finally see something happen. And I think that just proves the point. If you have to speed up the game to make it more exciting, then it must be boring. I don't no. think it's speeding it up to make it more exciting. I think it's speeding it up because games are three and a half, four hours long. It doesn't mean there's not excitement in there. So, I mean, And people's a, attention span is like crap. You know, so maybe that's uh, my problem. That that could be it too. Um, so I I like it. I mean, it makes it faster. I mean, seriously, four hour games are way too freaking long. It's Dude. hard to invest that much time on a Tuesday night when you got to work there early like the a, next day. Yeah, yeah, watch like a fourteen inning game or some and, shit. And, and Sean knows better than anyone because if you see a Yankees Red Sox game, it could be it could be a two one game that goes nine innings and it takes three hours and forty nine minutes to complete, <laughs> and it makes you want to blow your freaking skull open. I mean, it, it's you watch it for four hours and your team loses. Loses, exactly. (laughs) Two hours, 22 minutes. I love it. And there were 10 runs scored and like four or five pitching changes. It was absolutely wonderful. So I'm a huge fan of this. The, The bigger bases... I couldn't give two shits about. I, I really don't care either way. Who, you know, it's supposed to encourage stealing and stuff like that. I don't think anybody cares either way about that. If there's a few more stolen attempts, you know, uh, stolen base attempts per year, great. All right. The last thing really freaking pisses me off. No more shifting, which means Hallelujah. no stop yes. it, man. stop <laughs> it. No. Okay, yes. hold on. All right. So what what they're going to require is two infielders on each side of second base and their feet have to be on the dirt so they can't play like in short right field uh, against the where left does it matter? Why does it matter where they where the hell they play though? Well, cuz here's the thing. I know that if they were all shifting me to pull, my ass would bunt every single time. I would take that bag and I'd be really happy about it and I'd be hitting freaking rules, 600. Rich. 
Unwritten rules. You can't do that. You can't Why, do that. Unwritten That's rules, bad. Fucking dumb. <laughs> Why are there unwritten rules? Play I don't the game. Baseball. It's like baseball it's like we talked about. I am well, not we talked an about NFL, guy. Rich. We talked about Aaron Rodgers taking advantage of the people running off the field and snapping the ball. So why is baseball any different? And those are written rules, though. Those rules. are actually written. The unwritten rules, the ones that Sean are talking about. I mean, I, I hate the unwritten rules. I'm such rules. a gentleman because yeah. baseball. No, Fucking you're going to win. It, it's so dumb. You, you can't show emotion after hitting a home run. No bat flipping. Yeah, that's nonsense. You know, no showing anyone else. Bunting so no dumb. Yeah, yeah, no bunting in the seventh inning with a no-hitter, but it depends on how many runs that you're, you know, ahead. But after the seventh inning, you can't bunt. It's like, this yeah, is I'd be crap, the biggest man. asshole ever if I played baseball, but I'm yeah. afraid of the ball, so <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> it's kind of hard to play that. Uh, yeah. So anyways, um, that, that just had my dander up a little bit, some, some of those rules. I hate the no-shift thing because I just think guys should be able to hit the ball to where they aren't playing you, and you should be able to do very well. If you got enough back control to do it, um, it, it should be pretty damn easy, but um, I guess it's not glad, that I'm simple. Glad. Do away with the shifts. Maybe guys will hit more than 220 now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Joey loves it. Joey's a left-handed hitter. Sometimes they'll they'll shift him. He'll just hit a regular ground ball to short. It's a hit every time. You know, he's like, Dad, there, there's a guy on second base in there shifting me. He goes, if I just hit a ground ball to short, it's a run. You know, so he takes it. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> why wouldn't you? And why wouldn't you be a good enough hitter to be able to do such a thing? Anyways, um, this is a football show. We are talking some football and NFL, college football. I want to hit it all. I want to start with college football at least a little bit before we transition into the National Football League. I was just watching Louisville and UCF going on right now. It's actually a pretty entertaining game for two teams that aren't going to mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. But we kind of broke it down a little bit on this podcast. Was it earlier this week? I think it was. Talking about some of the games that I've seen so far in college football, which I love. I mean, there have been big games with big student crowds into the games and and some really good matchups early on. One I thought was going to be a good matchup involves Sean's team that he was just covering for the last half dozen years down in Georgia. The Georgia Bulldogs taking on Oregon. I'm thinking, oh man, good football Dude. game. This should be all right. What the hell was the final of that game, St? Forty nine to three. Oh my goodness. Um, what yeah. is yeah. <laughs> They're looking is, a little foolish. Yeah, what is going on with Uga? I mean, how good is this team coming off a national championship? I was thinking, okay, maybe they take a little dip. Uh, they lost a ton of guys to the NFL. If anything, I mean, after game one, they looked better than last year. Well, I think they're better offensively. And to your point, they lost eight guys off their defense from last Whew. year. And five went in the first round of the NFL draft. So Freaking they, they, they came back. Just with a uh, Trayvon, not Trayvon Walker, but uh, just their defense is incredible. But offensively, I think that Stetson Bennett now in year number two uh, as the starting, well, three technically as the starting quarterback, I think he's just playing with a lot of confidence. He showed it in the game on last week against Oregon. Um, but they just have skilled position weapons everywhere, and that's the difference. And defensively, they just reloaded. I mean, they still had some key pieces come back, but they just reloaded. They just had a whole other shift of defensive guys come in and get after the ball, quick, fast defense. Oregon had no chance. I mean, if Oregon was the 11th-ranked team in the country, if Georgia, if Georgia's <laughs> number one by a mile, 
Absolutely. I mean, unbelievable. And that, by the way, was one of the best breakdowns of the SEC since the 1988 Playboy issue of Girls of the SEC, which uh, check it out. The October issue, unbelievable. You're going to love it. You're going to be glad. Why? <laughs> Is this a joke? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pulling Your stuff out of my ass. Just- why you just wired differently, man? Why? I am. I, I'm completely uh, wired differently. But no, I, I, excellent breakdown. I think Georgia, you know, is, is one of those teams that uh, obviously is going to be there at the end. At least I, I, I don't see who the hell stops them. Um, no, I'm and not they don't sure. have Alabama during the regular season. Yeah, Alabama would be the one team because they also I know it's Utah State, but they looked really, really good. And, and Bryce Young could be that guy that moves Archie Griffin over in his back-to-back Heisman campaign. You, you know what's what, what's really weird, too? You went from SEC country, where football is king. And if, if anybody hasn't ever been through SEC country or lived down there, let me tell you this. I mean, they follow kids who are freshmen in high school all the way up through college, and they talk about it. I mean, sports talk, talk about it, about these kids that are coming and where they're going to go. Signing day in the South Oh, oh, my man. goodness. National Signing Day is unbelievable, isn't it? It's, the, it's also very creepy because you have grown-ass men, 30 and 40 years old, <laughs> screaming about where an 18-year-old yeah, kid is going to spend the next four years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my it's, God. It, yeah, it's ridiculous there. Dude, I, I, the, and the body on this kid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the South is just different because... 3.30, I was, at a, I was at a sports bar with my mom last week for Georgia, Oregon. It was just me and her and, like, one other person. You go to a sports bar in Atlanta at 3.30, you're probably not getting in because people have been there since noon drinking, getting ready for the game at 3.30. It's just a different vibe. It is, and football down there is absolutely nuts. Uh, But then you go from the SEC, now you're in Pac-12 country, so Sean's in Phoenix now. So talk about that because that's a little bit of a different vibe. you got Arizona State there, but it's not really a college town or a college state, is it? No, it's really not. And honestly, the Pac-12 might not even be a conference in a couple of years. Yeah, that's true. They're losing <laughs> USC and UCLA. And, and and depending on where everything else shapes up, I mean, it might not be a conference. And so, the, yeah, Pac-12 is just – and they took a huge hit last week. They had a chance to showcase. They had two teams in primetime matchups. You had Oregon, obviously, with Georgia. They lose 49-3. to And then you had Utah and Florida. And Florida is from the SEC beats Utah. So – Pretty much, Pac-12 season's over, everybody. Thanks for yeah. coming out. Dude, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who would think, too? Yeah, the, one of the bigger games this weekend, Florida hosting Kentucky in the no SEC, kidding. a battle of ranked teams that's actually like a big game. All of a sudden, early season SEC matchup there. So, um, you know, in, in, interesting stuff. I love college football. One of the things I love about college football that I think that they have all over the NFL is something that I just saw in the in the Louisville-UCF game before going on the air. Replay. And so a guy is going, like, out of bounds. It's a, it's a questionable catch whether or not he got a foot down. And so rather than a coach deciding, oh, is this the time that i got to bring my red flag out? And even if he does and he gets it right, he still loses that first challenge no matter what. That thing's gone forever. Um, so – what happens? They go ahead. They just stop the game. Hey, it's a questionable call. Replay. It take, took about 45 seconds. They had called it incomplete. Turns out, nope, it's a catch. All right? They they move on with it. Everybody could see on TV it was a catch. Wonderful job. Move on with your life. Excellent. 
way better than the National Football League. Also huh? better than that's fine than, as than long the, as they end up you know going back and looking at the questionable calls because they got to make a call at some point. They they do, but they're they're actually really good at it. And the other thing they were good at too, and I was watching it, and Eric and I have talked about it. We talked about it again earlier this week. So a late sub comes in for Louisville on offense. All right, so the ref on the sideline is holding his arms out, which kind of stops play. It doesn't stop the clock. You're just not allowed to snap it until he brings his arms back in. So as this guy's coming um, onto the field, now he's got to keep his arms out because also the other team is allowed to substitute. So on defense, now you're allowed to sub. I love that rule. In the NFL, what would you end up doing? You try to catch guys with their their pants down, and you got a guy, you know, and, and, and again, we talked about this with Aaron Rodgers. You know, the, a player's got one foot on the field and one foot out of bounds. He snaps the ball, and now it's a free play. It's not even a five-yard penalty. He gets to chuck the ball 50 yards downfield, um, which I think is completely asinine. College has it all over the NFL um, as far as rules go and, and, and what have you. So, okay, anybody else got anything college-related that they would like to share, talk about? Well, Sweeney's Clemson deal. He's got a 10-year deal. Clemson ex- extension to 2031, which is like one year longer than Saban. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I know a lot of people thought Sweeney was going to be Saban's replacement at some point because obviously he played at Alabama. Well, there's there's specific language in there, like no, in that contract. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and once I mean, when I saw Saban got another extension, I'm like, this dude's never leaving. Like he's just no kidding until he's 85. You know what, though? Those contracts are earned. Mel Tucker's contract at Michigan State, I cannot understand how the hell he did that. Hmm. I mean, talk about a guy who's got, you know, some kind of dirt on the chancellor or something like that at Michigan State. But the fact that that guy signs like one of the richest deals in college football is beyond me because Mel Tucker hasn't proven jack shit yet as, as far as I'm call. concerned. I mean, he yeah. literally put the ski mask on and was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for him. I, you know what? Hell yeah! If they, if I can get away with it, I would totally do that. I mean, you know, good for him. I'm not blind him that, and he, he's a Wisconsin guy, and he, you know, he he coached at Wisconsin uh, for a while. I mean, good for him. Way to way to take you advantage. Think Mel money doing this podcast? Yeah, uh huh. I wish I could. <laughs> I, I wish I could make Mel Tucker's son's money. You know, and I I, I think he's working at a Culver's somewhere. Uh, anyways. Uh, that's our college football stuff. When we come back, I, I really want to hit the NFL hard. We got a lot to talk about NFL wise. Last night's game, uh, the Rams and the Bills, which I can't believe was as uh, much of a blowout as it was last night. But Matthew Stafford, Lon, became Matthew Stafford again. Uh, you know, as the <laughs> Lions are going to Lion, Stafford's going to Stafford. He is going to find okay. a way to throw the ball <laughs> to the other football team. We will talk about that and all kinds of NFL when we get back. All right, here at the Real Men Eat Plants podcast, we need your help, and so does Paul's party. Being a brand-new podcast just trying to get its footing, we are asking that you help support our pod by going to our podcast page at realmeneplants.com slash podcast and click the support button. When you do, not only are you helping us get our feet on the ground, you are helping to support Paul's party, a 501.c charity that raises money to help kids with physical disabilities get equipment to have some fun in their lives. Two great causes, one easy support button. Again, please find us at realmeneatplants.com slash podcast or on Patreon when you type Real Men Eat Plants into the search bar. Thanks for your support and for helping Paul's party. On to some NFL talk now. I wish I could do the John Facenda voice from the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. I, I love those old NFL film stuff. I also love that I looked 
at the charts this past week, the Billboard Top 40, and climbing the charts right now all the way up to number 21 on the charts. Yes, it is none other than our very own Lon Tremaine Woodcock coming in with a ukulele song, Honolulu Blue. Lon, in case people missed it and don't know about Honolulu Blue, please indulge us with with, with your song. Oh, all right. Can do. What was it two seasons ago? Where we thought DeAndre Swift had killed Two. That was cool. It was two. Probably was. I, I think you did a better job the last time, and the and the. I know I did a better job the last the time. The pre-recorded version that's climbing up the charts is much better than that, but that's okay. We'll we'll just blame it on you being drunk on a Friday night. So okay, Lon, Thank let's right. let's start with you because I think you have the game that is least interesting for us to preview here in this week uh, of the National Football League, and that is the Lions hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. How do you see this shit? What do you down? mean? That can go either way. <laughs> Uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> um, so last year, uh, if we recall, well, at least I recall, uh, the Eagles blew us out of the water. I mean, like, waffles stomped us. And it came from every direction. The Lions really didn't have an answer for any of it. Jalen Hurts, yeah, he's not, like, like elite, elite yet, knock on wood. But uh, their running game is legit, that read option they got. Now they got A.J. Brown to boot. And they got an up and coming tight end. 
Um, and the Lions seem to be banking a lot on Aiden Hutchinson. And that's just kind of wishful thinking. I mean, Nadamik and Sue was, when he came, he made an immediate difference. That's, you know, and I'm expecting Aiden Hutchinson to definitely put on some pass rush and put on a good show, but I don't think he's going to be the, the, it shouldn't be all put on him. If nothing else, and at least at least he could perform Billy Jean well, and everybody loved it uh, mm. on Hard Knocks. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you got to give Aiden Hutchinson oh, credit God. for that. People were going crazy for his rendition of of Billie Jean. It might have been better than your rendition of Honolulu Blue. Well, we both sing like crap, so you know we're all both on the D line. Hey, those people on the Billboard charts. You know, so, think so you're, yeah, you're you're not expecting uh, Jared Goff to uh, come up big here in the lines to pull off a, an upset in Week One. <laughs> what is that trick question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think it's. First off, I mean, Jared Goff, everybody's like, don't worry. We have to give him time. What do you mean? There isn't, like, it's either now or never, damn it. He's already been to the Super Bowl with the Rams. He's got, like, nowhere else to go. And if he doesn't come through, we don't have another quarterback. I think we just picked up some backup from the 49ers. And oh, yeah, God it's forbid, Nick Mullins, I think, is the backup. No, it's not Nick it's Mullins. Not Nick Mullins? It's that. not Nick Mullins? Where's Nick no, Mullins at? I thought he was up there. I thought he's on the Commanders. Ah, I don't know what the hell. Who cares where where, where Nick Mullins is? Anyways, um, yes. yeah the 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 Lions Eagles. Do you guys miss Stafford at all? So watching that game last night, I really thought that that game was going to be a lot closer. I actually thought the Rams were oh, going to yeah, have Mullins a chance. On the Vikings, by the way, on the Vikings. There we go. He's That's he's in the NFC Vikings. North somewhere. Um, and then Matthew Stafford did what he did a lot in Detroit, which was throw picks. And and let me say this about Matthew Stafford because the guy ends up getting a super. Super Bowl title. If Jaworski Tart, is that his name? Jaworski Tart, Jaworski Tart, safety for the San Francisco 49ers last year. If he could catch a damn ball that's thrown directly hmm. to him and into his chest, Stafford doesn't go to the Super Bowl. The Niners would have been in the Super Bowl. Tart dropping that pass cost the Niners the Super Bowl, got Stafford there, and then Stafford ekes out a win against Joe Burrow. I'm not sure Matt Stafford is all that, and after last night's performance, I'm really not sure. What the freak was that? I get that it's week one, and we should Super Bowl hangover is real. It's it was it was kind of ugly, man. The Rams in the second half, and, and really, is there no one else to throw to than Cooper Cup? Is there no one else on that? No, team? there isn't. No, no there isn't. <laughs> Matt, I, I mean Higby's legit, but yeah, I mean they lost a, quite a few receivers. But Stafford does have that have that type of problem. Um, he had it with the Lions. I don't know if it's almost like a like a hero complex or something, but he at least in Detroit he was damn near running for his life. But he always had Calvin Johnson. He always had that one receiver. It was Calvin Johnson. Then once Calvin retired, it became Kenny Galladay, and then he went to the Rams, and now it's. Cooper Cup. Yeah. So I mean, it's not even just the, the like the, you mentioned they lost the wide receivers. They traded one away in one of their more dependable one in Robert Woods. <laughs> so so it's, yes. and, you, and you lost OBJ obviously for the knee injury. But I'm just like you you, you exchange Robert Woods for what Allen Robinson? Yeah, I, I yeah, don't get it. I, I don't I don't I don't know what they were thinking they were going to get in Allen Robinson, but I think Allen Robinson's cashed. I think he's done. Well, and the other thing too about last night is. When did Jalen Ramsey become the worst cornerback in the yeah. NFL? No, he, good point. But he's been there. Was, oh, that's yeah. See, I was not a fan of the NFL top 100, and I saw Ramsey in like the top. He 
Look, Ramsey's a pro, and I give him respect, but he's especially last season. You could see that he was like Eli Apple, but on the Rams. I wow. mean, that's got not, that's no, that's no lie, <laughs> dude. <laughs> He's That's, not wrong. He's getting torched. He was getting torched last night. I mean, it was pretty damn ugly. Uh, the Rams go down by uh, what? What was it? Was the final? Was Josh it Allen to with 10 the or... stiff arm of the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, un- unbelievable. <laughs> the Bills. I mean, the Bills are supposed to be good. The Bills came out and they they looked good. Um, you know, one of those interceptions definitely wasn't. You know, Josh Allen threw a couple. One of them Man. wasn't his fault. One of them definitely oh, was. Oh, he just coughed it up. Yeah, yeah, you know. But um, I, I, the the Bills are going to be hard to stop all year. You figured that, but you figured if they were going to get a test at all it was going to come from the Rams <laughs> and then being Super Bowl champions. That was nothing. And, and if the Rams are a good team, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of good news for the rest of the NFC, isn't it? I mean, if you're a Packer fan right. and you saw the Rams last night, you're thinking, hmm, okay, this is good news for, for, for the Green Bay Packers uh, because the, the Rams just didn't look like all that last night. And I not, get it. not too many contenders in the NFC. There's not. And, yeah, I... Honestly, I mean, and like I said, drawn from when I've seen Stafford in Detroit, he had he got sacked what seven times yesterday. He uh, he definitely has that horrible, the bad part of Brett Favre in him, which hmm. is I'm just gonna huck this ball with all my might and pray to God that it just zips through everybody. And I hated when he did it in Detroit. And I hate watching him do it right now in the Rams, and that's why I had so many picks. Yeah, and, I mean, it's well, why Brett Favre. Nobody will call him mobile Matt Stafford at all, and that's no. another problem. Uh-uh. So, all right, so, so so we have that. We have the Lions. Everybody, as far as picks go, are, are we all going Eagles on that one? Anybody going that's, Lions? Uh, Lions. Yes. I'll go You're Lions going Lions? to be faithful. Wow. Yeah, just because I got to. What type of fan would I be? You would be a realist. A that's, realist. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I must say. <laughs> That's okay. God forbid. That's okay. My Bears pick is coming up. I'm also a realist. You kind of have so. to be a little delusional to be a Lions fan. Yeah, you do, man. I'll drink the Kool-Aid on this yeah, one. Okay, good for you. All right. Maybe maybe you'll get that one right. I want to shift my attention to the Arizona Cardinals. And, Sean, you were right smack dab in the middle of it. you got a radio station that has all their games on. Um, you know, you're in Phoenix. I, for one, on the outside looking in, so even taking a look at the Rams game last night, I say, okay, that's the, that's a team maybe that the Cardinals can beat and that the Cardinals have been um, competitive with. And I think maybe there's the, the Niners. The yeah, and, and the Niners have Trey Lance, who we, we don't necessarily know what they got there in Trey Lance. The rest of the roster looks really good, but but what do they really have there in Trey Lance? Why not Kyler Murray and the Cardinals? Why not a team that started off last year, what were they, 10-1, and one, and, and, and were the toast of the NFC? Why not that team, Sean? Video games. Uh, I, I think the Cardinals are in for a rough season, to be honest with you. Uh, I think that no D-hop for the first six weeks of the season. Uh, their their mm. secondary is not very good. And, oh, by the way, they have the Kansas City Chiefs coming into town uh, on Sunday. Um, so they're thin at secondary. They just lost one of their cornerbacks who apparently dropped hot grease on his toe. And Dude. He's out now for a few weeks. He was cooking what? shrimp, apparently, and hot grease went on his toe. And he's out now. <laughs> So that's a, that's what a, a story. Um, they have no pass rush. The, the corpse that is J.J. Watt is not doing anything to help their pass rush. They let Chandler Jones go to the Raiders. They're, so no pass rush against, uh, against Patrick Mahomes. Good luck. Bad secondary against Patrick Mahomes. Good luck. I just don't think they're a very good team. Uh, they're going to have to try to outscore teams. 
I just I don't see that being a winning philosophy for them this season. What about Kyler Murray? Uh, your your thoughts on him now that you get to cover him? I mean, there was definitely a lot of controversy following him in the off season, the new contract, some of the language that was in that contract that then they had to take out, which which to me. I, I really thought it kind of smelled racist, you know, when, when, when you read it like that. I don't know if if, if you felt that way about it at all. I thought, ugh, it, it's kind of bad when you're forcing a guy to have to do homework. Um, either that or he just doesn't like to do homework. I'm not sure which one it is. But anyways, they end up extracting that from, from the contract. Your thoughts on Kyler Murray? Because, again, from the outside looking in, from a, a franchise that's never had a franchise quarterback, I look at Kyler Murray and say, ooh, that, that guy would be good on my team team i would i would like that well what are your thoughts on kyler murray well first give i gotta give steve kahn a lot of credit because if you remember in 2018 they or they you know they drafted josh rosen in the top five or whatever and then and then you rarely see a team after the first year be like all right we're out on this guy yeah that's that's true and then draft another quarterback they would have usually given him three four years i mean shoot jamarcus russell got two years yeah (laughs) so so that's i gotta give credit for them at first but i like kyler murray uh, but unfortunately for me, I still have a bad taste in my mouth watching him in that Monday night playoff game against the Rams last year when he threw the ball underhand out of the end zone and got, got an interception. So he, that wasn't his finest moment. But having said all that, he still got $230 million in the offseason. So he got his money. So it's a lot of pressure that's going to be on him this year. I just always feel like I, I like Kyler Murray, but I always just feel like there's only so far he can go. And maybe some of that is because of the studying. He's a guy that seems to like to get away with his natural ability and not putting in the mm-hmm. work. That was the knock on him. So that clause was there because of him, not any even anything racist. Is the fact that he wasn't doing the homework consistently, mm-hmm. and the team was like, "We're about to give this man two hundred and thirty million dollars." <laughs> so we're gonna have to figure something <laughs> out. But then when they got the negative backlash and everybody backed up and they took the clause out, but. I just, I'm not, I'm not a believer in Kyler Murray being that dude. I think that he's, he's only going to get you so far as a quarterback. I don't know if it's just, it's just decision making sometimes. He's still been getting banged up a bunch. He's undersized. So I'm just not a huge Kyler Murray fan. I understand with the market the way that it is, you had to give him that money, but I just don't consider him to be a top five type quarterback that deserves it. What is the vibe for Cardinals fans in Arizona? When I lived in Arizona, uh, and they were really good. They were coming off a of Super Bowl. They had Kurt Warner. Um, they had the edge, um, Edger and James at, at running back. I mean, that that was a pretty good squad. Edger they had James. Larry Fitzgerald. Anquan I mean, Bolden, Larry baby. Legend. Yeah, Anquan Bolden. I mean, that, that, was a, that was a hell of a squad. And yet, I mean, a- Arizona fans to me were always kind of lukewarm as far as fandom went because it seems like a lot of people that lived in Arizona weren't from Arizona. Arizona weren't born there, and um, you know a lot of them Still didn't not. seem. Yeah, you know, di- it, it, a lot of California people living in in Phoenix and, and stuff like that. What, what, what's your take on, on the fandom as far as as the Cardinals are concerned? How how good are the fans down there? They're not diehard. They're, it, it's, they're not Chicago Bears or Philadelphia Eagle fans. That's for sure. Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they. It's a very fair weather fan base. Um, I would say now in 2022, they're not even the most popular team in the state because of the Phoenix Suns. So I just think that they've taken a step back in terms of of fandom out here. So the people are going to be there Sunday, but I just, I don't think it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of Chiefs fans in there. I'll tell you that. Do they still do their like uh, training camp up in Flagstaff at uh, Northern Arizona? No, they don't do that anymore in Flagstaff. They stopped that a few years ago. They actually do it at the actual stadium in Glendale. 
And okay. I can tell you, I went to one of the training. I went to one of the days at training camp. I think there was as many people on this on this podcast as there were. In the <laughs> oh, <stadium. wow>. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's Jesus. that's not good, you know. And when, when they did it up in Flagstaff, we lived about uh, for a year, about ten miles south of Flagstaff. We went to training camp. I mean, it, there wasn't there weren't that many people there. Joey actually got an Edron James jersey that was signed by Edron James. Um, Damn, so I dude. thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah, he still has it. Um, but but anyways, um, let's shift gear. Uh, let's 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 pick this game. Are are we all going Kansas City? Yeah, Chiefs. Everybody. Yeah, it's a closer one, but yeah, Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think Definitely so, too. Shapes. I got them as well. Okay, I, I want to shift gears with you, Sean, a little bit because you're a lifelong Jets fan, which is Ugh. as hard as being a lifelong Bears fan. I mean, it, it's that much misery. At least no. my Bears have won a Super Bowl in my lifetime, yes. and I remember <laughs> it. You haven't even seen that. They haven't even been to a Super Bowl in your lifetime. They came close a couple of times with butt fumble Mark Sanchez um, at the helm and, and Bill Parcells leading the way so let's let's talk about your jets zach wilson out for game one joe flacco in to face the ravens Dude, zach wilson's <laughs> out. It's, it's just painful listening to you tell me what's going on it's just I'm, I'm not making any of it up man are we you picking know? the l already it was negative 10 when the jets won the super bowl like this is ridiculous like i like, just <laughs> Negative baby at that point. All right, so so, so your feelings are okay. Obviously, Wilson isn't playing in, in this game, but but your thoughts on Robert Sala, the coaching staff, um, the Jets as a whole, their roster, uh, Wilson, you know, as as a franchise quarterback. How you feeling about all of it? Any of it? I don't feel good about any of it. I can't call Robert Sala after just such a short time. I don't know what he is. He inherited an awful team, and they're not much better right now. I know everyone was celebrating the Jets because, oh, we had a great draft in April, but I care about September through December. Mm-hmm. And September through December is where we're going to find out. And and I know, like, I like Brees Hall, and I think Garrett Wilson will be okay. I know he's had some drops that has concerned some people in preseason. So they've got some key pieces. Quinton Williams on the defensive end. I really like him. C.J. Mosley's back. So defensively they have some players, but the, as a whole, but even just, you know, they, they put all this investment in drafting Mekhi Becton. He can't keep a knee healthy in the, his whole time in the NFL. They signed Dwayne Brown off the scrap heat. He hurts his shoulder. He, no left tackle going against the Baltimore Ravens now on Sunday. That game's going to be ugly. I, if, if someone in here tries to pick the Jets, I'm jumping through the screen. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> really off the podcast. So, yeah, especially, you know, the, the Ravens have L- Lamar Jackson, who's betting on himself this year, which, by the way, I think is always a good bet. When you look at quarterbacks that do that, even Dak Prescott in the year that he was betting on himself got hurt and still made a fortune um, because that's the way that the market is, and I think it's going to work out really well for Lamar Jackson. Um, well, in, it'll in the just long come run. down to it'll come down to if see Deshaun Watson ruined it for everybody he with did. that guaranteed yeah. contract. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think that's what Lamar wants, and I just if, if he has a great season, they're going to have to give him Deshaun Watson guaranteed money. If he doesn't, then they'll have a little wiggle room, and he'll end up getting more in the Kyler Murray kind of range. Yeah, it's not even Deshaun Watson. Blame the Cleveland Browns for freaking destroying the quarterback market um, because what an idiotic deal. I mean, it's great for Deshaun Watson. Again, any player that can get their money and get it that way, good for you, man. You know, take whatever you can get. He's going to need it. You know, he's he's making better than Mel Tucker money, you know, and that's hard to do. Um, So good for him. If you ask me about Zach Wilson, it's, it's still too early for him, but I would say that he should probably be wearing um, Lon's shirt right now. Uh, I think that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Lon with the I Love Milf shirt. By the way, I wanted to comment on this, Lon. I was driving down Mifflin Street. This was after <laughs> this was a day after the Badger versus Illinois State game. And I'm driving down Mifflin Street, and there's a big bed sheet that's hanging off of one of the houses, and it said, Illinois Dilfs, welcome. And so we all know what a MILF is. A DILF would be the male version of that. So it, it just it just reminded me of that. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, wait a second. I'm from Illinois. I think I could, I could pass as a DILF. Maybe I should go knock on the door. But, nah, it was like Sunday morning. And, yeah. Well, you got you know, <laughs> to be able to use social media in order to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and my buddy's. My buddy says to me, bro, why do you get the MILF shirt? You should have gone for the GILF shirt. You know damn well you like old ladies. <laughs> Nothing wrong with GILFs either. So, okay. Uh, me and- last, last, uh, last but not least, were we all picking the Ravens in that game, by the way? I think. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. Um, I, I also wanted to hit on the Atlanta Falcons just a bit. Again, a market that you just left, all right, and now looks like a bit of a dumpster fire down there in Atlanta, a team that, by the way, and you had to live through it, had a 28-3 to lead over the Patriots <laughs> in late in the third quarter before losing the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think the Falcons have recovered since then. Um, oh. I'm not sure that the city has. Talk a little bit about the Atlanta Falcons, where they're at right now. I mean, everybody's got to love Kyle Pitts, but is there anything else to love? I would say they've got three players that are worth anything. Grady Jarrett on the defensive line, he's really solid. He had three he's sacks good. in that yep. Super Bowl that uh, we won't talk about. And and also <laughs> A.J. Terrell, who's probably one of the better cornerbacks, probably top three, top five in the league, uh, rookie or third year. He's been incredible for them. But other than that, they literally have the worst roster in the NFL if you look at it. There's nothing good on that. You're starting Marcus Mariota, enough said. They're they're starting at running back your boy, Rich, Mr. Cardero. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He did. But there's really only three players on that roster that you would want to have anything to do with. And that's Pitts, How can Terrell, you and Jared. mismanage a team that poorly? Wait, Patterson's a running back? That's, yeah. Yeah. He was a starting Jeez. running back last year. Yeah, he was. And the backup was Mike Davis, another former Chicago Bear. I mean, it's and it, it's like Bear Central down there. Ryan Pace, the, the the former Bears GM that was just fired in the offseason, has brought eight Chicago Bear players down there to Atlanta. That is not going to bode well for that franchise at all. And that's why I say worst roster in the NFL. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> Oh my goodness! You know, out of all the guys that the Bears cut in the offseason, then all the guys that they cut to get down to their fifty-three man roster, they were signed by zero teams. Zero teams <laughs> went out and took anybody off of their roster. Hey, Nobody they off made of the waivers. right cuts. Then. Yeah, they did. I mean, it was just a total. I mean, dumpster fire in in Chicago, and it has been uh, for a few years now. Okay, so no one thinking good things about Atlanta. If there's no. anything to think good about in the NFC, I, I like how the Green Bay Packers look. Now, I understand they don't have a wide receiver right now that's proven to do anything. Alan Lazard is basically the best returning receiver that they have, and Alan Lazard is hurt. He's got an ankle. And if you uh, are outside of the NFC North and you know that name, then you must really love football. Right. I mean, now now we're talking about Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Um, you know, Sammy guys, Watkins, baby. Sammy, yeah, Watkins Sammy Watkins is there. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, the, the aged version of Randall Cobb. I mean, I remember when Randall Cobb was good in 2012. This is 2022, and Randall Cobb is is still there. So the Packers don't have a wide receiver. 
I don't think it's going to matter because they got Rodgers. They got an offensive line. They could run the football. Their defense is lights the freak out. And they're in the NFC, which I think is really weak. Um, and I think that the Packers are in good shape. Am I crazy, Eric, to think that the Packers are a good football team? Uh, you're not crazy for thinking that. Um We'll say, you know, it's it's going to be the most interesting game in the NFC North this week. You know, you got the Vikings, and that's obviously going to be a, a match. We can't just, like, walk through that one and chalk it up as a W right away. But uh, there's there's actually a lot of good storylines out of that one because you obviously have the, um, you yeah, know, we've got a quarterback situation. We've got, uh, you know, figuring out what's, what's going on in defense because – uh, you have Kendricks, or well, Kendricks was a guy that the Packers wanted to draft back in the day. Kirk Cousins is like, all right, so he's he's puts up all these good stats, but he's only got one ten win season. Um, so you know, chalk that up to whatever it is. And then Zadarius uh, Smith, so he goes from being you know linebacker with the Packers, uh, Justin Jefferson, what he's going to do in the receiving, uh, Dalvin Cook, of course. And so it's just you know the other storyline for the Packers is going to be is. Uh, David Bakhtiari actually going to play? I mean, he says he's ready to go. So you got a left tackle, all pro, and I think that's really the kind of the gist of what's going to happen in that game. So whether yeah, I don't like the Vikings Packers offense can do at that. all. Um, I don't think that that was a really good hire. Um, I mean, there's not a lot known about him, but he seems like kind of a flake. Um, up there, and I don't know if that's really going to help them. I love some of their pieces. I mean, who doesn't love Justin Jefferson and Adam yeah, Thielen as, as wide receivers? I mean, that's probably the, the best two wide receivers in the NFL, and if that's, they're not, they're right yeah. the hell up there with the Bengals uh, you know, and a couple of other teams that maybe can make an argument. Maybe the, the, the Dolphins can make that argument now with uh, Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddell, and you know, maybe uh, you know the, the Chargers can be in that conversation or, or something like that, but I mean, that's a really good wide receiving tandem right there. And then you got Dalvin Cook at running back. I mean, Kirk Cousins is what Kirk Cousins is. There's a ceiling to Kirk Cousins. But if everything's perfect around Kirk Cousins, and there's going to be a lot of good at least, even if it's not perfect, I mean, that's a team that should score some points. I mean, they should accidentally though, win some games, you know? Yeah, yeah, so. I, I, I think they will. But I think defensively they suck. I don't think they're very well organized. I think their coach is a bit of a flake. I don't have a lot of faith in that Vikings team at all. I've seen some people picking them to win the division and get far, and I'm like, what the hell are you looking Looking at that I'm missing because I, I just don't see it. Um, you know, I see them in the same fray as as, as the Lions and the Bears at, at this point. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be that bad. They're that the bad. Vikings, uh... They're that bad. Listen, okay. They they cannot stop the run. It was a problem for them last year. They they, they got a bad secondary defensively overall. I I think it's just a mess. Now they're switching from a four three to a three four. By the way, when the hell does that ever go smoothly in the first year that anybody ever does it? It never does. It it's never like a defense gets better by going from four three to three four in the first year. It takes a couple of years to get that thing right. And even though they they won't play Plus a lot of three four Bill base, Belichick. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Bill Bill Belichick can coach his With way. Big Vince well for right yeah you know and, and there, there are certain guys that could do it i don't know if they got the, uh, the the personnel up there that can do it you need four good linebackers and two really good yeah. outside well, linebackers seen. you need a hell of a nose tackle um you know you, you got to have a guy that that, that could play the five you got to have you know a good safety as well i look at that and i'm like eh, i don't see their defense stopping a whole heck of a lot i think the packers are going to run on them like crazy like crazy well, the I mean, line's like, only one and a half 
So. I, I, I don't get it. it. It was two and a half at one point, and, and the line's actually going the other way. I see the Packers running the hell out of the ball, and then if Rodgers is doing play action, oh, my God, forget about mm. it. Because uh, there, there's, there's nothing you could do. If they bite on that run at all, Rodgers is going to kill you because all he needs is his receivers to get a hair open, and that guy fits it into windows. That guy's amazing. And so I look at this game, and I, I'm thinking to myself, because of my confidence pool, I picked this one pretty high. I I like the Packers in this game. I, I think the Packers are a better coach team. I think they're more physical. I think their defense is good enough to shut Cousins down for a while. Cousins really struggles against good defenses, and the Packers are one of the best. And I really like the Packers running the ball. Matt LaFleur, I think, has something really good there. I think he's actually a really good coach. I, I look at this game, and I'm like, if you're a Packers fan, sleep easy, pack by 10. I'm not going to go 38 to 10 on this one, Sean, like I did oh, back Lord. in the day. <laughs> <laughs> like my first week on the air at, at Good Karma with Sean, and I, I picked the Packers to beat the Vikings 38-10, to 10, and Randy Moss goes off, and the Vikings won that game <laughs> easily. Yeah, um, whoops. Uh, but anyways. Um, there were many oops when you were on the radio, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> As well, there should be. Nobody's perfect. Um, no, I, I hey, do like, listen, I like I, the I, Packers. Am, I, am I crazy, guys? You're not crazy. I, th- I think the pa- I think you said something that that is going to be the key to that game because Minnesota can score. They can move the ball. They moved the ball against the Packers when they played them last year. But if the if the Packers can run the football with Dylan and, and with those guys, like I think that's the difference. I think that's keep the ball out of Cousins' hands. You don't need Rodgers to throw for 400 yards. Just control the the ball on the ground. And he's not going and, to in that game. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he doesn't have the, 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 the receivers to do it. He really doesn't. So, um, but I, I, I like the Packers. I, I think that the Vikings team's going to be in flux for a while. Um, so I'm, I'm not really high on them at all. There, yeah. there are some people that are, but I don't like them. I'm taking Green Bay 27 20. If they didn't go through that damn coaching change, I think that's like the one thing the Vikings live for is to be that thorn in the Packers' balls. <laughs> that they always just seem Ow. to get like at least one hey, win. I was you know, right, man. <laughs> when when your goal for the season, when you literally have a coach, uh, Lovey Smith, coming out and saying that we uh, we want to beat the Packers as like your goal, I think you know you're you're doing all right in the division. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. So, okay, so I I got the Packers winning by 10, like uh, 34-24. I do think the the Packers are scoring. They cap off drives because Rodgers is good in the red zone and finishes drives, and I think their defense is good enough to at least slow the Vikings down. Um, Eric Scott, Pack winning by 7. ST, Lon, who you got? I'm going. I'm going the Packers as well, but I'm. A, I'm. A go, I think it's going to be a little closer, but I think ultimately they'll they'll grind out a. I'll say by Packers by six. Did they? Did they really switch to a three? They did. Who's? Do you know who their nose tackle? I don't is? know. Vikings Packers. <laughs> Yeah, pack. Yeah, you, you need somebody good at the nose. You really do. You got to have a guy that can take up two guys there. And if you don't have that guy, um, you're, you're really screwed in a 3 4 defense. By the way, no, as a nose tackle. Yeah. No, by the way, Rich, I think uh, one team that's kind of intriguing, you talked about the Packers. I don't know why I'm drinking the Kool Aid a little bit, but it's because I know we talked about the Falcons earlier, but the team they play at home on Sunday is the New Orleans Saints. And that's a hmm. team I think is going to be better than a lot of people think. Uh, I think it just all comes down to Mr. Wh- Jameis Winston, but defensively they're really With good. The w. They've dominated the, they've do- <laughs> the Buccaneers the last few times they've played them. Uh, and, oh, I got and, it. <laughs> Michael Turner, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. I mean, Alvin Kamara is one of the top running backs when he's healthy. 
and the and they've got a strong defense as well. So the Saints might be that team. Like if the if the Buccaneers make the playoffs, it could be as a wild card, and the Saints could be the ones winning the NFC South. Yeah, I, I like them as as a dark horse in the South, and and you made a really good point right there. They beat Tampa Bay for whatever reason. I mean, that's that's a real tough matchup for for the Buccaneers and for Tom Brady. So um, you you might have a really strong case um, right there. Another team I like as a dark horse in the NFC even with a brand-new quarterback at the helm, is the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the the Niners do have a question there with, with Lance. I don't know how good he's going to be. I don't think anybody knows. I don't know I don't know how you can predict a guy who's only started 19 games in, like, uh, the last three years. That includes college at the FCS level. And you're going to say, well, I know how good this guy is going to be because I don't know how good he's going to be. I know they're really good when Jimmy Garoppolo's healthy and plays well, but, but the Niners with... With Trey Lance, are they going to be better? I, I don't know. Rich, even with that, he's thrown in, in the last few years, including college, he's thrown under 100 or 400 passes. He's thrown under 400 passes. So we don't even have a strong enough sample size to know what he is as a quarterback. Yeah. You know, and, and you watch preseason. I, I know preseason doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. But in preseason, you know, so some of the things that, that you're seeing is some inaccuracy. You know, I, I think the guy has a cannon for an arm, can run the ball, obviously. He's fast as the wind. He's super strong. But, you know, what is he going to be in the National Football League? So if I'm the Bears and I'm looking at this game on Sunday, one thing that I'm doing, I'm going to zone the heck out of him. You know, I'm going to disguise coverages. I'm going to make him have to read the field. I'm going to try to keep him in the pocket one thing that it used to be amazing to me the atlanta falcons when they had mike vick at quarterback and vick would run crazy on teams the packers could never corral vick i mean vick was was the guy Thank who you beat them yeah at, at lambeau <laughs> field and broke the lambeau yes. field mystique it was the minus 70 degrees when he won like they changed and, the degrees every year like, yeah and, but it, it it didn't matter he would run on the packers and then he would play the bears and the bears would do two things one they would corral him in the pocket so they would bracket him and the second thing is you had a guy with the athleticism of Brian Erlacher who could spy him. And so now Mike Vick just struggled mightily against the Bears, just couldn't beat the Bears um, to, to save his life. But I think that the Bears are going to try to do – Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they're they're going to try to do something similar to Trey Lance on Sunday. I think I think that's the way you at least try to beat him. You try that with Jimmy Garoppolo, and he'll just pick you apart right down the field. But Trey Lance is going to have to earn that respect in the National Football League that he could throw from the pocket, and that's where you're going to want to keep him. Now he might be good enough to get outside the pocket. He might be good enough. He might be better than we all know. He might be a pocket genius, and Kyle Shanahan's onto something, and none of us have seen it at all. Um, but they do have a lot riding on Trey Lance, which I also think is going to be really hard on him, knowing that they just re-signed Jimmy Garoppolo, who, by the way, his teammates love because when Jimmy Garoppolo plays, they win. Whatever you say about Jimmy G, dude wins football games. I mean, it's just it's true. Um, and so now he's sitting there on the sideline, and everybody knows that if Lance struggles, and I don't think if he struggles on Sunday against the Bears that he comes out and Jimmy G comes in. Not against yeah. the Bears defense. I, I don't think he will either because I don't think the pass rush is going to get to him. I don't think the Bears have a good enough secondary to stop guys like Debo Samuel uh, and Brandon Ayuk. I just I just don't see it. But anyways, I, I think Trey Lance, though, if he does struggle, if, it's, if he gets off to a slow start in the first three or four games, you're going to be hearing it in San Francisco. They want a Super Bowl there. They they have a roster that can get there. They should have been there last year. And so 
if Tart makes that catch, Stafford doesn't go. The Niners are there. Who knows? Maybe they beat the Bengals the uh, you know the third time that they meet off in, in, in the Super Bowl. Anyways, looking at, at the Niners, I'm not sure what you got. But what I do know is top to bottom, that's one hell of a roster. That defense is scary good. Um, defensive line is ridiculous. They got defensive players at every level. The linebackers are good. They got safeties. That corner that they got, uh, Ward, um, is, is unbelievably good. Um, so now all of a sudden, I, I think the Niners are a real contender. It's going to be interesting to see, though. Give them, I think, three, four weeks to figure it out and what they got either in Lance or if they have to go back to Garoppolo. I do think when they play against the Bears, who, by the way, all right, look, let me say this. I like Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is going to be very good. Sean's not sold on <laughs> Justin Fields. There are some stats, and I'll tell you this. Okay, this is this oh, here is really, we go. Mr. Here we go. Now, I I I am gonna I'm gonna throw some stats at you here. On play action passes last year, Justin Fields had the highest rating in the National Football League. However, because of Matt Nagy's stubbornness, the Bears threw the lowest percentage of play action passes in the National Football so he's League. He's got great stats as long as you don't think about how many he actually threw. Second thing is on designed rollouts. Justin Fields' quarterback rating was 132. It was best in the NFL on designed rollouts. You know how many times that they rolled him out and designed a play to do it? 19 times. That's it. 19 times. You would think they would do 19 in a game if the guy is that good at throwing on the run, and he is. And he's Maybe very they're accurate. trying to develop him into a pocket passer. On passes more than 25 yards. He is tied with Aaron Rodgers for second best in the league for quarterback rating and for accuracy. The guy is going to be very good. He's now in a system that fits him very well. Um, and I think the Bears are going to see them run the ball a lot. They're basically running the Niners' offense. They're running the Packers' offense right now. Luke Getze comes over from the Packers. He was a quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator there. He comes down to Chicago. He takes that offense with him. I think the Bears will be better because of that. Now, yeah, I mean, when you got 15 rookies on a roster and you're starting a rookie left tackle against Nick Bosa, um, that's a recipe <laughs> for disaster in, in a football game. I don't think the Bears match up very well in week one or week two when they play the Packers at Lambeau Field. But after that, the schedule gets really soft. They don't face another top 10 defense until they face the Packers again late in the season. And I think they're going to have a lot of time to grow, develop, and I think you're going to see Justin Fields take a huge step forward as long as he doesn't get hurt and killed by that you know Swiss cheese offensive line that he has in front of him. All right, Sean, who, come on, who, tell me where I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know who Justin Fields' agent is currently, but clearly, David Mulligetta. It's David Mulligetta. Clearly, you need to be his agent because you out here drinking the Kool Aid for real. And on what? top of it, he's vegan, which is uh, really freaking oh. awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> we lost Sean. Makes him there. There we go. Real men eat plants, Sean. And um, Justin Fields, a vegan quarterback, who I think is going to be really, really good. I, I do think. Uh, 
on this year, the Bears do take a step forward. I, I think it's actually a team that's going to win seven or eight games. I think Matt Eberflus is excellent. I love Luke Getze. Luke Getze, by the way, had some interviews for head coach uh, over this past offseason, and if he gets Justin Fields to take a step, uh, Luke Getze is going to be a head coach next year. I'd love for him to stick around at least two years for the Bears, but I think it's only going to be one. I like Allen Williams as defensive coordinator. I like the hits principle. The Bears are more focused now on defense than they've ever been, and I like some of the pieces that they have on defense. Robert Quinn is really, really good. Roquan Smith is excellent. I think Eddie Jackson fits this scheme perfectly, and Eddie Jackson is going to be back as well. Plus, Jalen Johnson is a star in the making at corner. The Bears have some pieces. It's not all there yet. They're not ready to move up yet, but Justin Fields is going to be a lot better, which is going to make the Bears a lot better. They lose on Sunday. But I think after that, you're, you're going to start seeing they, they lose their first two games pretty badly. After that, it, it, it's a team that's on the rise. They lose on Sunday, and they're not winning seven games. If they win five, you should be the proudest and happiest Stop Bears. Stop it Ooh, now. Damn. Stop it. They won six last year with the second-hardest schedule in the National Football League and a crap head coach. And there, there were, I mean, nothing at quarterback as well. They had no design plays for Justin Fields. They were building the offense for Andy frickin' Dalton. Andy Dalton! Who, by the way, is hey, on that's your... QB1. <laughs> yeah, QB1, my ass. He He's on that Saints team. By the way, if Jameis Winston gets hurt, your Saints prediction is out the freaking window. Because if they got to go, yeah, they got to go to the Red Rifle. I mean, you, you could probably say that about any team in the National Football League. <laughs> Starting quarterback goes down. That That's the end of it, except maybe in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and not in San Francisco is, is, is absolutely right. So, okay. So everybody in that game picking the Niners, anybody got faith in my Bears? Why would I want that? I, I nope, can't can't pick them. Can't all do right. it. All right, big fat no on all that. Okay, let's make our predictions. We're going to go around the horn here. I, I feel like I should be Tony Reale and giving out points um, to all of you as you're making points um, as, as we go along. But let's go. Um, oh, yep, around the horn. Got it. Nice around reference. the horn. Division winners. Okay, let's start in the AFC West. The AFC West, by the way, is the best division in football. There is absolutely no doubt about it. The division winner is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't even think it's up for debate. As good as the Chargers, I think, are going to be as a step forward as the Broncos tank, as much as Derek Carr, I think, is going to throw for the Raiders, I think the Chiefs have a, a bug up their ass to beat everybody and prove that they're the best team in that uh, division. And I think Patrick Mahomes, of course, is absolutely outstanding. I like the Chiefs in that division. What say you guys? Anybody? I know. <laughs> I, I'm Come gonna on. Go it's Chiefs. hard. To, it's hard. To, I mean, it's hard to argue that. Yeah, I mean, it's Chiefs. Yeah, you pretty much summed it up. Hey, wow. I, think the, Holy I think the Chargers. I think the Chargers have to prove they can make the playoffs first before I'd actually even pick them to win the division. I mean, they haven't. They they choked away the opportunity to be in the playoffs last year with some blunders and horrific play calling by their head coach. So I, I need to see them actually get to the playoffs before I would even predict. I think they can get to the playoffs, but they're not beating the Chiefs and winning the division. I agree. And all of this MVP talk for Justin Herbert is all fine and good. But Patrick Mahomes, uh, you got Aaron Rodgers, a two-time MVP, back-to-back right now. And you got a guy in the AFC North where I want to go next in Joe Burrow, who I think is money. I'm sorry. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks come and go. I think Joe Burrow is the goods. I actually think he is the real deal. I, his, 
here, here's the, the, the biggest reason why. His team believes in him whenever they take the field. They think they're going to win that football game, and that does a lot for a team. And, oh, by the way, it probably helps, too, that they improve their offensive line, and they got receivers up the wazoo. The best, probably top, if you're going three deep on a team, I'm going Cincinnati Bengals for my money as having the best wide receiver trio in, in the National Football League, and I think Herbert is just going to explode this year. I think it only gets better for him. I like the Cincinnati Bengals a whole heck of a lot. And as good as the Ravens roster is um, from top to bottom, and as much as I, I like Lamar Jackson, I don't have a lot of faith in the Steelers. I think the Browns are a bit of a mess right now. And so, yeah, so <laughs> I'm going Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC North. Wow, Everybody these, else? Hot takes that, these hot takes are amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> going on a limb for that one. <laughs> what, 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 did you think I was going to go with Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh? Hell no. Wow, that's what I'm saying. It's by default. I mean, you got Mitch Trubisky. That's your boy. In your division. I mean, I know there's Lamar Jackson, but no, for sure. Going with the Bengals. You mentioned the receivers. I mean, Jamar Chase is just incredible. Mm. T. Higgins. Joe Mixon, when he's healthy, he's a problem. So they have it on offense. They have a very improving defense. Rich, you alluded to, they improved on their offensive line. I just hope that Joe Burrow stays healthy, obviously. Uh, but Joe Joe Burrow is uh, is a beast, and I see the Bengals winning it by at least a game. Jamar Chase helped me win this very fine trophy in the fantasy football league that you, you are the commissioner of. Yeah, unbelievable. And, uh, <laughs> so he he was awesome all season long for me. Anybody else, Lon? You got you got something different? You are going with Cleveland? Cleveland, yeah, yeah, Bengals. Yeah, Bengals. Uh, it's I, yeah. I think that one's pretty easy. Okay, let's let's go to a division that might be a little bit harder to pick. Maybe not the AFC South, which all of a sudden mm-hmm. sees your guy from Atlanta, Matt Ryan, go to Indianapolis, where Carson Wentz kind of crapped the bed last <sighs> year, especially Gosh. in that uh, Week 17 or Week 18 game, whatever the hell it is, the last week of the season against the Jaguars, when all they had to do was win and they were in, um, and that didn't happen. So Wentz is now a Commander or Redskin or football team player, whatever the hell he is right now. He's gone. Matt Ryan goes in. I think it, it kind of changes that division a little bit because you look at some of the weapons they got, with especially Jonathan Taylor at running back, who I think is just absolutely that's, amazing. That's it. Oh, that's my it, goodness. You got, you got him and you the got Matt Ryan you know, slinging the rock. I like the Colts, and I'm not sure that that's I like defense, baby. the Titans. The Titans lose A.J. Brown. Um, they lose Julio Jones, which I don't know what, what the hell that is. But, you know, they, they got, yeah. I, I'm going Colts, though, in the AFC South. Anybody else? That's not really a hard pick either, I don't think. No? I think we're really? okay. there. Yeah, yeah I'm going, I'm going uh, Colts, too. Hey. I mean, Titans will be, Titans are going to be solid. I mean, you're going to run. They'll, they'll be, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll run there. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Matt Ryan's just not a very mobile quarterback. I know the Colts have a really good offensive line to protect him, but he's also not a guy that throws the ball deep down the field. But he does make, he usually makes pretty solid decisions. I thought that was a good signing for the Colts. But just remember, like, yeah, they, you get pressure on Matt Ryan, he's holding quick. So, That's true. So, but having Jonathan Taylor obviously will help offset that a little bit. Absolutely. So, and then there's also Davis Mills and the Houston Texans in that division. Lovey Smith returns. Any uh, good vibes coming from Houston? Anybody? They could maybe go like five uh, and twelve. Yeah, five. Wow. Lovey Smith is a Lovey Smith is a great defensive mind. I will definitely give him that. Lovey Smith is um, but, he is the Black Santa Claus man. That beard. He, there is now. 
Yeah. <laughs> he should be Black Santa. I, I absolutely love Lovey Smith's beard. That's about all that I'm loving from that Houston Texans team, though, right now. And then you got the Jaguars. Uh, Doug Peterson takes over down there. Uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is, uh, you know, going to be in year two. I think they get better, right? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah it can't be I mean, worse Travis than Urban Meyer. Stay, if, he, if he's healthy, because uh, I really like Travis Etienne. Uh, you know, you saw some rookie mistakes last year from Trevor Lawrence, but you you trust the talent and the ability that he'll be better in, in year two. But they don't have they signed Christian Kirk to a contract that I still don't even understand why they did that at wide receiver. But they'll be and they 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 tried to go deep in the free agency and bringing in Foyer, Luakon, and some others. So they're tr- they're invested to try to get better. But I don't. I mean, it's not saying much with how much of a dumpster fire that situation was. They last spent year big money on Christian Kirk, man. I mean, money that he had not earned. Um, and I was really surprised um, that that's as high as he went in the market. So, okay, so we're all going Colts in the AFC South. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Going Titans. Titans on. All right. Yeah, I, be- I believe in the. I believe in the King if he stays healthy. Okay. I mean, they're probably only like a game out. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. All right, I, I like it's them. Exactly I, a huge I, separation. Yeah, I think I, I think they're well coached. I, I think that's that's a pretty good football team. I do agree. I just I like the Colts a little bit better. I like I like Matt Ryan even more than I like Tannehill um, as well. So we go to the AFC East, uh, the division that uh, Sean's Jets reside in. Um, yeah, it's the Buffalo Bills. We and can everybody just say else, the Bills and everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Can we move on, please? Can we yeah. Move okay. On? No one. No, <laughs> no one's feeling good about the better. Dolphins. Yeah. The Dolphins will be better, but they're not better than the Bills. Dolphin, yeah, honestly, yeah. Dolphins got 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 a good defense. I, I'm not a Tua guy. Uh, I, I haven't seen it yet from from no. Tua to believe. Now he's got weapons. If he doesn't do it this year, I think the Dolphins are moving on from Tua because yeah, he's he's a oh, middle yeah. of the road quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what else you get him. You give him Armstead at left tackle. You give him Tyree Kill as as a receiver. He's got Jalen Waddle. I mean, this guy's got the weapons to make this thing go. If he can't make it go, I think it's on him at this point. Yeah, Raheem Mostert they brought over from San Francisco. So, yeah, I mean, they, you're right. They gave him the weapons. There should be no, there should be no excuses this year for Tua. I don't want to hear about anything about that. Like, oh, like last few years, no weapons. He was in a bad situation. All that's out the window now. Now you got to perform and you got to deliver. Now that the team invested around you, so no more excuses. I want to go Patriots honestly, because I mean, maybe it's just because. Lawrence Taylor hmm. is my absolute guy, and Belichick coached him up, and Belichick's hmm. a defensive mind. Hmm. But I think that if he lets Mac Jones a bit off the leash, quits holding his hand throughout the whole season, and Bill Belichick goes to building that defense that he – I'm not even, like, a Bill Belichick fan. I think he looks like an old nutsack. <laughs> but he built he wow. builds some of the greatest defenses I mean, he is I've ever seen play. Hey, you know what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like – it's hard to go against them. It is, though. I mean, he does find ways, and if anybody's going to you know, conquer the Bills, it would be Belichick, I think, in, his, in that division. His offense, is, his offense is so simple that you can literally plug and play, which I agree Brady was definitely, at least with the Patriots, a system quarterback because all he had to do was be competent, which is what Brady is, and more. But it's the defense. Belichick's a defensive genius, and when he, when he's able to now be confident that his offense is – competent he can go back to doing what he does best which is building a great defense all right let's switch over they won a game last year where max jones threw the ball three times yeah yeah (laughs) that was a great game 
That was an awesome game. The, the, the Patriots <laughs> just find ways to beat you, man. They'll 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 adjust their game plan to whatever they need to do to win. Um, oh yeah. And, and in the wind, it, it seemed to work very good for them. Okay, NFC time. We started the NFC West. We saw what the Rams were last night. I know it's Week One. You you can't make that much out of Week One. You got the Rams. You got the Niners. The Cardinals and the Seahawks. The Seahawks are a complete joke. I think right yep, now that's, that's a crappy roster. Yeah. You're starting the season, and Sean would know this. If you start the season with Geno Smith as your quarterback. <laughs> It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a bad year uh, up for uh, up, up in the Great Northwest for the Seattle Seahawks. So we're gonna write them off. Sean already told us to write off the Cardinals. It comes down to the Rams and Niners, um, which I think at this point is a bit of a coin toss. Again, the 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 Niners to me are a bit of a coin flip because we don't know what Trey Lance is. Um, if Trey Lance is good, um, then the Niners are gonna be unworldly good. I think I, I think they take the NFC. If Trey Lance isn't mm. good and, and you're you're vacillating and going back between him and Garoppolo, I think the Niners will struggle a little bit. So I'm gonna take even after last Oof. night, I'm gonna take the Rams in the NFC West. Yeah, I suppose that's that's rough because that's the old saying if you had two quarterbacks he got none. So I don't know if that becomes a, a... Uh, I don't know, just a distraction for them. Um but I, I don't know, because the the Rams going out and losing, you know Thursday night football kind of makes it a little unfair to to look at. We don't know what the 49ers look like, you know. Um, I guess I'll just go Niners just by default. I think that's the team. All right. If uh, if Sean McVay, I can't go Niners. I need like this right now. I got to go with Sean McVay figuring it out. I felt like the Rams last night played like a team that for some reason didn't know what they were or who they were. And I think Sean McVay will figure that out. So I'm going mm-hmm. Rams. I think the Niners make the playoffs again. I do think Trey Lance is going to be a good player, difference maker this year for him. But I still think they fall short of winning the division. I think if they protect Stafford and if Sean McVay does what he does, does, did last year, which I don't know what they got to ante up anymore, but if they do what they did last year and just start picking people throughout the season, you protect Stafford. I believe in Aaron Donald. Yeah, all right. I think the Rams got it. All right, it. so it's uh, two Rams, two Niners. We go to the NFC South. Sean was high on the Saints. Uh, you know, you got the Buccaneers there. You got the Falcons um, that are in that division um, as well, and the Carolina Panthers, so we don't need to spend a lot of time on that uh, quarterback battle between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold that ended up happening. I don't <laughs> think that the Carolina Panthers I, – I don't think that they're they're garbage, but I really think that we've seen the, the end of Matt Rule. I think this will be um, his last year down there in Carolina. I would like to get Over, excited. Over, under on games that Christian McCaffrey plays. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I would like to get excited about Christian McCaffrey, who is the great white hope at running back. And, uh, yeah, if, if he plays more than, than five games, five full games, it would be a miracle. I think I, I think you set the over, wow. under, uh, is it four and a half? Is that is that a good over? Is there actually a prop out there? That'd be hilarious. Uh, yeah, I would. I would like to know. Really I'm sure there is. Yeah, I'm sure there I'm is. Sure. I mean, the, the guy is is hurt every single year. I mean, it's not fluke injuries anymore. When you're hurt every season, it's not a fluke. You're you're just injury prone. And, and McCaffrey is definitely that. I mean, if he's healthy, yeah, maybe that's that. That's a 500 team that in the NFC. Yeah, you know, maybe they can do some things if they're trying to save Matt Rule's job. I don't think Matt Rule's all that good. Uh, I'm, I'm just not that impressed by him. Uh, we already know that we don't like the Falcons, so it comes down to the Buccaneers and the Saints. 
Um, I kind of like that dark horse vibe, but I'm still going to go with the sure thing. Um, and I do like – actually, I like Todd Bowles as, as a head coach. Now, Sean might not. He he was the head coach of the Jets there for a while. But I think I think Todd Bowles has something um, and something that I think players respond to. And I think the Buccaneers are going to be okay. I think that they're winning the division. You know, clearly Tom Brady did too since he – Damn near ran Bruce Arians to retirement. Hmm. Uh, so <laughs> poor Tom Bowles. So that there's there's that. I think that when it comes down to it, is that I there's something I know how Brady has looked these last two years, but remember how great Brett Favre looked year one in Minnesota and how awful and dreadful That's it was in year two. I, I just yeah. feel like that that day is coming. It's going to come. And the Buccaneers' offensive line is a disaster hey, right there's now. There's also reports that him and his wife are not doing so well. So, man. Right, which is why he needed to go away for a little while. <laughs> like, I just, something feels like that could be a disaster this year. I don't I don't know. So That's the wild they, card. They have talent. They may get a wild card. But I just something about me just feels like it could be the Saints' year to win the division. So I'm not saying the Buccaneers won't make the playoffs, but I'm just giving the edge to the Saints because I think they're a more complete team right now on both sides of the ball. Sean's got the Saints, Eric. If yeah, can, or a lot. Go ahead, Lon. Mm-hmm. You're already in there. Who do you got? If you can't, if you can't protect Tom Brady, he's done. That's my biggest mm-hmm. thing with Tom Brady. If he is not protected, Tom Brady will give you the game. That was like the one crowning thing Matt Patricia did in Detroit was have Tom Brady's card. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the Saints on a complete whim here. All right. Going Saints. Eric Rogers. Uh, I think based on what we think we know right now, I, I just have to go with Buccaneers. I mean, until I'm proven otherwise, I just like we're here to pick a winner today, and that's just where the uh, information is telling me to go. We are split on that one. We go to the NFC East, the NFC least, least probably again. Yeah, you have the Commanders, which I think is an awful name for a football team. I, I liked I liked the football team better than I yeah. liked Commanders. Uh, at, yeah. at least the football team was kind of singular and kind of cool. Commanders is neither of those things. It was like um, they had like just totally take it all right hey we don't have a team name right now we're embracing that we are the football team oh they're they're embracing douchebaggery all over the place especially when you get carson wentz as your quarterback i mean you you're embracing the suck right there yeah we we had the vegan cyclist on talking about embracing the suck carson wentz is is the suck um you know obviously carson wentz had some good years in philadelphia maybe was on his way to an mvp year but that same team was led to a super bowl victory by nick Foles. Nick Foles, who, by the way, sucks ass. All right. I've seen him in other places. Nick Foles is not a very good quarterback, but was able to take that team to the Super Bowl and win it because that team was so damn good and was loaded with talent everywhere, up and down. Carson Wentz doesn't have that luxury this year. The Giants, I I don't understand why you would stick with Daniel Jones yet again. You got a new coach. You got a new GM. You're really going to stick with Daniel Jones as your quarterback? What over the last three or four years have you seen (laughs) from Daniel Jones that makes me say, oh, yeah, that's the guy, man. That's the guy we got to start the season with. Anybody else than Daniel Jones would have been better to New start slogan, your season. Anybody with. but Daniel Jones. I, I I don't get it, man. I mean, it, the guy doesn't have it. Now, it, it's not Mike Glennon. Don't go to Mike Glennon. We saw that in in New York last year. You know, we've seen it in Chicago. He still we've seen plays. That That's ridiculous. Oh my God, I can't believe that guy right. plays. I mean, um, and finally, he's embracing the nickname of the giraffe. I mean, the the neck <laughs> right. of that guy seems to grow like Pinocchio's nose. I mean, it's unbelievable. But anyways. 
Yeah, he's still in the league. The Giants, I don't think, are very good. So it comes down to the Cowboys and the Eagles. The one thing I don't like about the Cowboys is Mike McCarthy. I don't think Mike McCarthy's a very yeah, he's good a highly football successful coach NFL football coach. Yeah, well, I mean, thanks to having Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and thanks to having you know good management in Green Bay. Yeah, you know yeah. when he, when when Thompson his slip is showing. Yeah, uh, Mike McCarthy's just not that good of a coach. Why you let uh, you know a guy um, go like Cooper? Uh, you let Amari Cooper go. You're paying uh, Ezekiel Elliott God knows how much money seventeen million dollars for a and running he only back. Pays half price for a Shirt, he, so he's I don't the know. second best running back on his team. You know, there's no argument Pollard. whether or not he's the second best running back in the NFL. He's not even as good as Pollard is. I I, I don't get it. No, um, I I. I don't know about that. I like Dak Prescott a lot. Um, and there are things about the Cowboys that are good. The best thing that happens for them is that they're in the NFC East. But this year, mm-hmm. I kind of like the Eagles. The Eagles have a very good roster. And I do think Jalen Hurts continues to take a step forward. It helps him to have A.J. Brown in there as well because now he's got a legit number one wide receiver. Um, you know, they're, they're good at the tight end spot. I'm taking the Eagles in the NFC least. I'm with you. I, I, I hate that I'm agreeing with you so much. I know, right? What is this? I agree, though, because <laughs> I think the Cowboys got worse. I mean, you mentioned that they let Cooper go, but they also, however it went down, they lost Randy Gregory off their defense. Um, the, you know, DeMarcus yeah. Lawrence has regressed as far as the defensive end and pass rusher. So defensively, they're not better. And offensively, I just – I like Dak, too, but – you, I'm trusting C.D. Lamb to be the the, the, yeah. the number one receiver, and I just I don't see it. I, mm. So I'm going Eagles. But I also would say what the Eagles did is they doubled down the same way the Dolphins did. They put people around Jalen Hurts. So it's no more excuses. We got the pieces here, buddy. So you got to step up and deliver. I'm going to say that they do, and I'll go Eagles winning the East. Yep, I agree. I like Hurts. I think he does deliver. Lon, what say you? I'm a defensive guy, and it's really going to come down to whichever team has the most competent defense. If Diggs can knock off this half-ass primetime, like, wannabe primetime attitude, hmm. I think that the Cowboys' defense is going to He's come through. He's freaking good. Really, they – yeah. That's – I'm going to go Cowboys, but – Micah Damn. Parsons is a nice piece, too. I mean, you know, he Dallas is. does have, you know, a solid defense. I, I just can't get over. I don't like going with the Cowboys. Yeah, and I, I just can't get over Mike McCarthy. I mean, I can't believe he's the head coach no. down there. Why Dude, the hell can't Jerry so, Jones get is, a head coach? This is literally the hardest pick that we've done, you know, today. Uh, it's, you know, you've got a Cowboys team that, like, you, you mentioned Mike McCarthy, and he's he's definitely, as you know, someone who's seen him as a the Packers coach, like, mismanaged several games. Um, you're not really sure, you know, what's the health of, you know, you got Dak Prescott coming back and uh, that just a lot of, a lot of questions there, but do I stick with like the Cowboys somehow always seem to be relevant at the end of the year, whether they win it or lose it, you know, is kind of up for debate, but I'm, I guess just by uh, the fact that they're there, I'll just go Cowboys. Going Cowboys. All right, we're split on that one. Okay, so that that's going to get us. I mean, I know that there's wild cards thrown in. If you guys want to talk wild cards, we can debate that all we want. It's like it's like talking about the 52nd man on a 53-man roster. I'm not all that interested um, in, in who's making the wild card and who's not. What I'm interested in now is who represents the AFC, who represents the go. NFC, who is going to the Super Bowl. I know that our picks mean absolutely jack squat in the grand scheme of things, but you got to put them out there. And so we talked about all of our division winners. In the AFC, man, I'm riding Joe Burrow's train. I, you know, 
almost every mm. single time the quarterback that loses the Super Bowl, not only does he not get back the next year, he doesn't ever get back. It's like the last 12 quarterbacks that have lost their first trip to the Super Bowl have never been back to the Super Bowl. So there is that long-standing tradition that I think is broken. I think it's busted open by Joe Burrow, who I think is the real deal. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals to repeat as AFC champions. Who you got? Said, AFC. Chest, boy. Yes, I did. All right, who's next? Oh Come gosh. on, jump is it, in. Is there. it really is it really between the Bills and the and the Bengals? I I feel like that's kind of where it, it's got to be, and I I just don't know. I mean, there's there's something to be said for the heartbreak that the Bills had uh, you know endured last year. So I, I'm going with the Bills heading to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm going to go Bills. Yeah, Bills too. I mean, I think the addition of Vaughn Miller is going to be big. Was big for them. And you saw. The, oh, he has into that last night. That defensive line. That was nuts. Yeah. The, the only, the only flaw, the only flaw the Bills have is I just I don't know what they do if on their ground game, their running game is not that not that strong. I'm not trusting Devin Singletary. So what? I think that, that's <laughs> that's the only negative I have. But offensively and defensively, they can score and they can stop you. Here's the other thing, and I, and my son and I were talking about it watching the game last night. I hate seeing Josh Allen run in with the big boys. When they run him up the middle, I just don't understand it. If you got a quarterback like that, mm-hmm. take him out on the edge where he could stiff-arm defensive backs. That's cool. But mm-hmm. when you run him inside with those guys that are 300 pounds or those linebackers going 260 that are running four or five forties, you're asking for trouble, man, and I just see it coming. It seems to me like a, a million miles away. You could see this thing coming that he's going to get hit and hit badly, and, and it's going to end badly. So you guys – all have the Bills. I'm going to ride Joe Burrow and, and the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFC. And, and we talked about all the division winners. I think a lot of these teams are shaky as hell. I don't mm-hmm. see a perfect team in the NFC. I, I don't know if there's anyone that I, I really like. It's hard to go against Brady, I guess. You know, you got the Niners in a good roster. You got the Rams who were there last year. I hate to say this. As a lifelong yes, Chicago yes, Bears he's fan. He's going to say it. The, I'm gonna say it. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. The group that is the best in the NFC is the Green Bay Packers defense. They don't have a special teams problem anymore because they actually have a competent special teams coach now. How about something that? they haven't had in like a freaking decade. And that's, oh by the way, no they have the best quarterback in the NFC and probably in the NFL. So I, I don't know who is going to top that because I don't see a more complete team in the NFC. Yes, they are missing wide receivers. Wide receivers usually don't win Super Bowls. I get Cooper Cup. I I know we saw it last. Last year, okay, I get that, okay, and I see the Tyree kill and all of that. I, I, I get some of that. You can win a Super Bowl without having a great wide receiving core. The Packers have less than a great wide receiving core, but they got a, a quarterback that can make them really damn good and good enough to win football games. They're going to pound the rock, play that defense, win some tight games, and blow some bad teams out. I take the Green Bay Packers going to the Super Bowl. You know, that was really hard for Rich to do that. Really hard. I got to call it like I see it, man. I'm and saving I, this one in the archive. As the my, my, Rich my goodness. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. We were on in Madison for years for teams that should be going to the Super Bowl when Brett Favre was at the helm, and I never picked him. You know, I just I, I, Dude, I couldn't see it. It I was, make it was so hard being a reporter in 2014 and watching that NFC Championship game between the Packers and the Seahawks. There's five minutes no, left. No, it wasn't. I literally. 
Huh? No, it wasn't, well, hard. It wasn't hard at all. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting there texting I think, I think my I sports got director. hard by the end of the game, but it wasn't hard at all. It was asshole. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> texting my texting my sports director like, hey, when do we want to book tickets? And that uh, was that was the end. So I think it, it was, was my a fault. Thing of beauty when when Julius Peppers made uh, what's his face go down after the interception, just go down. Yeah, I'm like, what yep. the hell was he doing? I mean, some of the decisions they made were so idiotic. I loved every minute of it. And uh, you know, I'm a big Russell Wilson guy. I like him anyway. So okay, I want Packers. Who you guys? Why'd you not pick Denver to go to the Super Bowl? Then I know. Well, I'm, I don't like him that much. Sierra who, does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who, who you guys got? His NFC. real estate agent does. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. I'm, I'm all in wow. with the Okay. I'm all in. I was, I was, I was debating between the Saints and, and the 49ers, but I'm, I'm going to go 49ers. You're Chris Berman right now. You're picking the Niners and the Bills. He did that like <laughs> freaking 20 years in a row. Doesn't he pick them every year? <laughs> He's got to come back and do that again. I think you're Chris Berman at this point, picking Niners and Bills. Which Both means the Niners are a wild card because you had the Saints winning the division? No, no, no. no, no. Whoops, my bad, my bad. I was looking yeah, at different wrong, divisions. Wrong division. That's all right. Okay. Shh, forget that. Um, happened. Who's next? Lon, Eric, who you guys got in the NFC? <clears throat> right Don't there, all jump buddy. in at once. That's Green Bay. I'm holding up my <laughs> Green Bay Packers jersey. It's got All me. right. This, this is the year, right? Mark my words. Mark my words. This year. It's Lions. It's the Lions. Lions <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it right now. Hey, no, we, we've just <laughs> cut the rails. Let me, let me elaborate. Wow. Hold on. Let, <laughs> let the man speak. Let the man speak. Lions are – Jameson Williams is going to come in hot. We're about to have the best trio of receivers in the NFL. Hawk's going to go off. DeAndre – the stars are going to align. Dan Campbell's going to restore the roar to that Lions defense, Aiden Hutchinson. Captain – Alex Anzalone is going to go off. I think the Lions are going to take it. They're going to be up Rodgers' ass, and it's, it's over. It's done. Hey, if the Packers don't make the Super Bowl and the Lions do, I, you know, that'll be all right. Wow. That'll be interesting to see. So it would be interesting. I'm going to make some every, history. I'm going to travel. I'm going to travel with my Detroit Lions replica Super Bowl ring. I'm going to make each one of you kiss it. <laughs> you better go to. I will do it, man. Get down on all freaking fours and kiss that replica ring. If the Lions Honolulu get to the Blue Super Bowl, becomes number one. Oh my case. goodness! Absolutely, it would. Um, walk to the Super Bowl to downtown Glendale Phoenix <laughs> if the Lions make the Super Bowl. Absolutely. All right. So I got Bengals Packers in the Super Bowl. I, I, I don't care. I don't care about any jinx. I don't care about any history. Joe Burrow breaks it all. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are your Super Bowl champions. Uh, what are we up to? Super Bowl 55, oh. 56 right now? I don't even know what the hell it is anymore. Um, the Bengals Jesus. win it all for the first time in franchise history. I, I, I got a man crush on Joe Burrow. I think he's the real deal. Um, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm riding him all the way. Joe Diesel is legit. You ride yeah. him all the way, all right? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging from the you-know-whats. Okay, so um, I, I got the Bengals. Who you guys got? Bills over Niners. Uh, they, 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 get the, they get it done this year. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Packers over Bills. Aaron Rodgers gets his second ring. And um, 
And then retires. And then retires. I think we see some changes, yeah. Okay, I'd be okay with that. As long as he retires afterwards and just goes away and just uh, does his Wyahaska and whatever else he does, um, great. I'm okay with that. Lon. Lon, don't do it, Lon. Don't do it. it. Lions and Bills, Lon. In in the Super Bowl. Lions and Bills. Don't. It's going to be be one of the most poetically beautiful Super Bowls that we've ever witnessed. Two franchises longing for a Super Bowl win. It's going to be beautiful, <laughs> and it's going to be a David versus Goliath. We're talking a ragtag team of nobodies like the 04 Pistons, and they're going to come in, and they're just going to punch this super team in the mouth. That's what's going to happen, and the Bills are going to once again be robbed of a rightful Super I, Bowl. I need to smoke Damn. whatever you're smoking, Lon. <laughs> I, I really do. And then Alex Anceloni is going to raise that Lombardi trophy. He's going to give me a call. He's gonna be like, "Yo, we're looking for another nose tackle." I'll be like, "Say less. I'm already." You live there. on a whole other planet, and I I'm absolutely out. love it. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, hey, thank we you so much. All this legitimacy been, on this. Really, this has been so much freaking fun. By the way, remember to check us out, realmanyplants.com. Click on that support button. Help the show. Help Paul's party out as well. Take the 30 day challenge. Read our blogs. Go on our YouTube channel and catch us on social media all over the place. We appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you got something out of it. Hopefully you got a laugh out of Honolulu Blue and Lon's pick. Uh, you know, absolutely um, laughable. What do you mean? That was a serious I, pick. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Oh, my, I'm serious about yeah. my pick, DJ. Shut that up. actually makes it funnier. It's over. Hey, Eric Lon, <laughs> ST, thank you guys so much uh, for doing this, and we will talk some football, of course, all season long, mixed in with some plants because real men eat plants here on the Real Men Eat Plants podcast. We'll see you next time. See you. Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat. Everyone has a story that's built on thousands of hows, whys, and whats. Join myself, Chris Sheeler, as I dive into how people live their lives, why they do what they do, and what goes through their mind while they do it. If you love learning and what makes people tick, my podcast, Sheeler Select, has you covered. New episodes every Monday. Find it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or just anywhere you get a podcast.